Hello and welcome to Times Tall Tales. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by me, Laura, and we're going to be talking about my favourite ancient Egyptian god, Osiris. When it comes to ancient Egyptian gods, where better to start than god of the underworld and judge of the dead? So, a little bit of background. Um, Osiris is the Latinized version of Usir, meaning the powerful or mighty, uh, which is a pretty accurate name, I'd say, for uh, Osiris. He is the firstborn of the gods Geb and Nut, who are god of the earth and sky, born shortly after the world was created. His siblings were Isis, Set, I never say this right. Jordan, help me. Nephthys. Nephthys and Horus. <laughs> um, why do we care about Osiris? Well, as the firstborn, he assumed rule as Lord of the Earth. The story goes that he gave the uncivilized and lawless people of Egypt culture, religion, laws, and agriculture. Um, he has a bit of a complex story to say the least um there's a bit of a family dispute uh and you know that's that's putting it mildly set uh was the other brother second youngest brother he was very jealous of osiris you know he wanted to be the big man he wanted to rule the earth um and it wasn't exactly made better uh, when Set's sister wife uh, disguised herself as a scientist. Uh, yes, Sorry, sister wife. Just found sister wife. Very funny. <laughs> there's, there's, there's many more sister wives to come. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> disguised herself as Isis, who is Osiris's sister wife. Um, these brothers seem to really like their family. Um, <laughs> You could say they have a very close relationship. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that seems to be quite a common theme with a lot of gods. So, yes, um, Set's sister wife disguises herself as Osiris's sister wife. Yep, keep up. There's a lot of sister wives. Um, seduces Osiris and becomes pregnant with the god Anubis. Now, Anubis is a whole other category that we'll get into later. Set, just to be a bit of a drama queen, um, made a coffin with the exact measurements for Osiris. And he threw a massive party uh, to present it to all, because, you know, that's a normal thing you'd do. Uh, He told the guests that whoever could fit in the coffin perfectly could have it as a gift. Again, perfectly normal gift to give your party guests. Uh, But of course, it's a trap. Uh, when Osiris goes and lays in the coffin, uh, Set slams the lid shut and then throws it into the Nile. Because where better place to dump a body? Honestly, I. <laughs> How did Osiris not see that coming? <laughs> I mean, here I mean... is a perfectly fit coffin that perfectly fits your body and your body only. And I have control of the lid. <laughs> I mean, he's a bit busy with his sister wife at the moment, I think. Or perhaps it's Set's sister wife this time. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> what happens this time? Well, he is carried out to sea. He becomes lodged in uh, the great tamarisk tree near um, Byblos in... Um, I can't pronounce it. Senior. 
Phoenicia, Phoenicia, I will learn how to say these one day. I've, I've lost all grammatical ability. Um, and the tree began to grow around the coffin. Uh, I imagine it's quite a beautiful sight, actually. Um, so much so that the king of Phoenicia admired the tree and its really sweet scent. Um, he had it brought to shore placed in his palace as an ornamental pillar. Uh, bear in mind, Osiris is still stuck inside at this point. Meanwhile, uh, Isis, um, Osiris's sister wife, has been searching for her husband. Uh, she came to the king's land. I was invited to the royal palace by the handmaidens under the guise of an old woman weeping for her husband by the shore. I imagine it was all very Eastenders. Um <laughs> <laughs> Isis then becomes the nursemaid for the royal sons uh, and just when you thought that was strange enough she tried to bathe the youngest son in fire to make him immortal because uh, that's she, how that works <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but she was discovered and was forced to reveal herself as a goddess um, the king and queen then promised her anything she wanted and she requested the pillar um she then carried Osiris back to Egypt, only to have Set learn of his return and very neatly hack him into many, many small pieces and <laughs> scattered the bits of his body across the land and in the Nile. Isis, yet again, is left to search for her husband. She recovers all but the penis, which had been eaten by a very specific type of fish in the Nile, uh, which is why actually it's um, forbidden to eat this type of fish, or at least it was in uh, ancient time, for fear of um, consuming part of Osiris. And boom, we are now a god. Once pieced back together, Isis became a kite and flew around Osiris, drawing the seed from his body and became pregnant with their son, Horus. Um, this is not how usual reproduction works, kids. Don't take this as a lesson. This I is the very special god this. reproduction. I was about to ask, uh, um, did Osiris and Isis ever pass GCSE biology? <laughs> um, I have an inkling that well, no. <laughs> Considering that she is a kite and he is now a god, that's not, how, that's not how Disney would go about explaining the story to kids, let's just say that. Um, Osiris, however, was incomplete and he was forced to rule the land of the dead instead of the land of the living, which was very sad for him. But, you know, he's still got a kingdom. He's not exactly missing out on much. Um, those who are left, however... Um, Set has taken over and has caused chaos across the land. So Isis hid her son Horus in the swamps of Egypt until he was fully grown. Horus emerged a mighty warrior and challenged Set. Now there's there's two versions to what happened. Version one, Set is killed, which is a fairly simple way of going about it. Version two, which is actually the most commonly believed one, is he's defeated and driven from the land and Horus is left as the mighty warrior who restored order to the chaos uh, and everything is peaceful in Egypt once again and this essentially forms the basis of Egyptian, ancient Egyptian religion at this time So would you say that Osiris was the first pharaoh? 
So Osiris is often regarded as the first um, king of Egypt and as the first pharaoh. As a result, there's quite a lot of, I don't know how to phrase it, honouring of Osiris um, in imagery of pharaohs. The um, Actually, Horus was supposedly the, the original king of Egypt to the extent where um, all kings later than him had a personal name and a Horus name. Um, but yes, you are right. Osiris is a very big figurehead to the pharaohs, so much to the extent that he's basically the reason mummies exist. Um, he, the sort of dark blue skin and um, sort of godly complexion with the headdress that he wears, you'll see a lot of sarcophagi um, are styled to look this way and we'll even have charms uh, typically either depicting Osiris or his name and the idea kind of is is that the image of Osiris was meant to drive away any dark spirits by fooling the uh, spirits into thinking that this lowly other king was this mighty god that they all valued that's very interesting um i think i did read somewhere that when nephthys and isis were putting osiris back together is that when they invented mummification so the wrapping of linen around um osiris to restore him as a god the I personally don't know if the specifics of um, the specifics of mummification didn't really stem from this storm. You know, the the removal of organs, that kind of thing. But the the linen, the bandages, are what really is the important part that comes from the Osiris story. The idea was is that when he was bound together with the linen, that's um, when he was sort of restored together. And obviously he's reborn as this mighty god of the underworld. So the idea is, is that if the pharaohs can emulate this process, then perhaps they too can become gods in the afterworld, afterlife. It's very intriguing. He's got um, a slightly unusual following um, there's various festivals that note him. Uh, the festival of the fall of the Nile uh, commemorates his death. While um, there's also a fairly famous cult called the Cult of Osiris that extends from a worship of um, Osiris. Sorry, this is the Cult of Isis that um, worships Osiris. It's very confusing, the names. You'd think they just stick to one deity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This actually extends a lot further than Egypt. It's uh, branched out into quite a lot of the Mediterranean world as well. No one really knows the rituals. Uh, They're very secretive. There's various dramas um, staged with with the major roles given to uh, prominent members of the community and local priests who enacted the story. So there's there's a strong importance placed on recreating Osiris and his life. Uh, the story that they recreate is called the contention between Horus and Set. So it's that very famous battle between the two, between the followers of Horus and the followers of Set. 
Um, once Horus wins, they celebrate with this massive golden statue of Osiris um, that they sort of parade around in front of the people. Uh, over time, worship eventually sort of progressed over to Isis, who sort of viewed more as the saviour, um, while Osiris is probably the more important god. There's quite a strong importance of Isis in this story. You know, she is she is the dutiful sister wife who has gone around and patched patched him up two times, no less. You know, he thought once was enough, but <laughs> no, they has to sew her back together. And all they can all they can think about is the fact that she didn't get his penis. <laughs> as you do, as you do. Um. So where does Cyrus come from? Like. Um, where did his worship originate? So there's various versions of Osiris. Um, one version says he was originally a fertility god from Syria, although this is uh, quite contested by people. It's not a very popular view. Um, he was so popular basically that he absorbed the function of earlier gods uh, the fertility and agricultural gods he kind of became a a figure in his own right when ancient Egyptian religion kind of took off and they sort of formed quite a people overlook Egypt quite a lot as a power but they're probably one of the most dynamic and most culturally rich histories that I've personally had the the honour of studying and you know if you learn anything about ancient Egyptian religion Osiris is in every single story he's (laughs) always weasels his way in there somehow Um, and obviously death is quite a, a big thing in ancient Egypt, you know, they go through such an extensive process of making sure that the body safely transports to the afterlife. You know, the the process of actually getting to the afterlife is one that's really feared by people. Um, and you know, if it isn't done right, there's there's a lot of fear of. The, the body coming and haunting you, hence why Osiris is plastered everywhere on every tomb, basically, when it comes to um, especially the earlier dynasties. He's just on everything. He's like he's like a four-leaf clover. He's a good luck charm for the well, ancient Egyptian. Why wouldn't he be in every story? I mean, death is obviously important to all of us. Um it's something every human ever has to deal with in every society. So I feel like death is probably one of the most important things in life. So why wouldn't you be in every story? <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Um, and there's, there's almost a sense in ancient Egyptian religion that death is more important than life. Because if you think about the careers is the wrong if you think about the reign of any major pharaoh so let's take Tutankhamun for example his tomb while probably the most best preserved is really quite a measly collection 
of things you know they're fairly standard stuff it's very well preserved which is why it's so special but it's fairly standard you know the big jackals the very expensive silverware um the fancy gold coffin that's you find that if other tombs were preserved as well you would probably find quite a lot of this but the reason why he hasn't got so much is he was very young when he died if you think about the process pharaohs go through in their life it's all so they can have a ram-packed tomb so they can take everything to the afterlife well didn't the egyptians believe that um they had two lives the life on this world and then an eternal life after um obviously death so (laughs) obviously you will need a lot more supplies for an eternal life than a life that has an end on all in this world yeah yeah that's very true that's very true um there's also quite a strong notion of the living having to provide for the dead um it's it's another idea that i will explore in another episode but offerings and gifts to the dead were sort of the you you had to keep the dead happy you know there's a there's a very strong concern when it comes to the dead not being happy and this isn't just ancient egyptian culture that looks over this it's you know the greeks and the romans did this it's you know day of the dead in spain you know it's a day of honoring and if you you provide sufficient worship you know you get good blessings and the same can be applied to many 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 cultures respect and care for the dead is a really important thing for the ancient egyptians and obviously osiris is king of the dead so he is sort of the you know the one you have to respect most the one you have to honor the most yeah and surprisingly there isn't a huge amount him about him in um modern media i know that's sort of a, a theme that we look over but you know you see a lot of mummies you know mummies one return of the mummy mummies two all those I believe slightly was weird a, strange films with i believe there was a film it. not that long ago called gods of egypt i believe um it kind of it goes along the story that you have told about the battle between horus and set um but i believe osiris is just killed in it <laughs> i don't think he is um chopped oh. up or um which is obviously interesting in the fact that modern media as always likes to nitpick it likes to cherry pick the things that um they like they take a lot of artistic liberties when it comes to ancient myth much like hercules the disney version <laughs> oh god yes we, we shan't get started on that now <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say was the importance of this myth why was osiris why was this myth in particular important it's it's a moral story um you know you can you can look at it from sort of a fable almost perspective you know the the jealousy of set even before his sister wife had an affair um (laughs) there's a very strong emphasis on ingratitude in egypt as a gateway sin uh, and obviously set 
is showing quite a strong lack of gratitude and envy for his brother's fortune. The the story is kind of used if you view it as a story and not as a, a religious tale, or even you know, as a religious tale too. It sort of shows you how anyone, even the gods, can be tempted by sin. And you know, this is a this is a warning, as it were, to people to not sort of branch into this world of greed and of want and of ingratitude that sort of caused Set to inevitably cause his own downfall. And, you know, when Horace restores order to Set's chaotic world, he becomes the figurehead for kings. You know, he's sort of a prime example of the perfect warrior king. And, you know, that is who you as an ancient Egyptian should be emulating. And, you know, this is the this is the ideal, this is the kind of god that you should be worshipping, not this ungrateful, greedy set who was in charge of the world for quite a long period of time. So I find the idea that uh, Osiris' story is a cautionary tale quite interesting. Um, I mean, obviously, we can all learn from the past, and maybe this can be a lesson to us all. Don't be a jealous brother. <laughs> We, one of my favourite quotes, I can't remember who by, is uh, we learn from history that we have yet to learn from history. <laughs> um, yes, and, and I think that's quite a poetic ending there. A very uh, little tip for anyone um, don't have a sister wife, <laughs> it will not end well. <laughs> oh, the sister wives never end well. Well, wonderful. Thank you for listening. Thank we shall you. be back very soon with many more episodes. <laughs>